Hi, this is Bernie Dake. Welcome to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. It doesn't matter if you're mad. Some are broken, some are glad. God will speak to where you're at. It doesn't matter who you were. The price was paid for all your hurts No one can tell you what you're worth Welcome back to Words of Life. I'm Bernie Dake. And I'm Cheryl Gillum. We are so glad that you're here. A few weeks ago, you heard an interview on parenting with Steve and Connie Long. In this episode, we're sharing another interview from that series with Bill and Deborah Maccabee. Newly retired, that's, Bill and Deborah Maccabee. That's right. They were leaders here in the state of Georgia for the Salvation Army, and they have now ridden off into the sunset, so to speak. And we wish you well, Bill and Deborah. If you are enjoying this look back at previous episodes, we give God the glory and pray that you'll join us next week on Words of Life. God bless you. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Colonel Vern Jewett of the Salvation Army. I would like to invite you to meet us on the Holiness Podcast which is a podcast each month where we do an in-depth Bible study on the subject of biblical holiness. Please come and join us wherever you get your podcasts. That's the Holiness Podcast. God bless you. Our first one was born and he dropped, you know, if you drop the pacifier, you gotta boil it, sterilize it, and you know, all that, if he grunts, you run into the room. Second one comes, you drop the pacifier, you rinse it off. The third one comes, you drop it, and you just like wipe it off on your shirt and shove it back in. Yeah, he's yeah, he'll do Didn't right. kill him. He's all right. I'm Bill Maccabee. Uh, I'm currently the divisional commander for the Salvation Army in the uh, great state of Georgia. I'm Deborah Maccabee, and I'm the director of, um, divisional director of women's ministries and officer development um, for the Georgia division. Bill and I have been married, it will be, how many, how many 43 years? 43 years. 43 yes, years indeed. in June. I Good that boy. We sat down. <laughs> <laughs> and we have three boys. Yep. We have William and we have Matthew, who resides with the King of Kings now. And we have Jeremy, who lives here in Georgia. Those are our boys. And they're all three Salvation Army officers, which is yep. interesting to us because we didn't raise them no. to be Salvationists. No. I, I think we kind of agreed on that pretty yep. early when, when we started. We want them to be men of God. Men of God. If that was in the Salvation, Salvation Army, Army great. Yep. But it's interesting that all three of them ended yep. up uh, – they're not following in my, our footsteps. They're no. making their own footsteps, yep. and that was pretty important to us. But it was interesting to watch that. Our youngest son was a pilot for Delta Airlines and uh, left a very nice career. Uh, I was a little bit bummed out about that, proud. But, I mean, we got some flight perks with all that kind of stuff, so it yeah. was kind of disappointing. But, you know, they're doing – all three boys uh, have done very, very well. We didn't push becoming soldiers – um, in the army, we Members. didn't. We never pushed for that. When they they knew when it was time, if they wanted to, that was great, and we would help them go towards that goal. But we really never sat and talked to them about the Salvation Army. The important 
topic was you have to be a man of God. There was a lot of expectations put on them because of of who we were. So there were a lot of people expecting them to do things, and we we had to tell them. It was part of of our family narrative that you got to do what you do, and we will love you and support you. I mean, that goes without saying, whether it's part of faith, I think, as a child, if if they went— um, off the straight and narrow, so to speak, we would love them unconditionally, no matter what. Yeah. Period. End of paragraph. End of story. And we tried to assure them of that. And uh, I, th- I think as a result of that, they made their own decision. And they will say to people when they see them now, I think it's a sense of pride for them. You're following in your parents' footsteps. And now it's, uh, yeah, really I am, they'll say, but they know in their heart that they've made their own footsteps. And it's no been great to us. see they all three had had these such different personalities. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just incredible that they came from, from the same family because they're so different. But it's been wonderful to see how their uniqueness fits into their choice to be a Salvation Army officer. Discipline was different for all three. You know, I could say to one, I'm not proud of you, and that was just devastating. That was in one would be a lecture, one you could put in the room, and they would just create all kinds of things. Funny story, we would take things away from them. You can't play baseball. We'd take their glove. We'd, we would take everything away. And, and our middle son, Matt, who is in heaven right now, was an unbelievable story about him and who he was yeah. and the man he turned out to be. One, I remember one particular time, we'd taken away everything he had. Everything. There was nothing left to take away from him. And he's looking at us like, what what are you going to do now? So we decided in the Scripture, the year of Jubilee, where everything was forgiven. So we decided and tried to make it scriptural to him. We're going to return everything. that It's the year of Jubilee. It's scriptural. We gave him everything back only so we could start taking it away again. So that didn't have that big of an impact on him. He really was. was He was a strong-willed child. If I could go back and do it over again, I would do things different. I think we did pretty well. I mean, there's no manual that comes with parenting. You learn a lot in being people of faith. Uh, There is a lot that is given to us by the Holy Spirit who who guides and helps and directs. And uh, I I think when we look back at it, we've done pretty well. To talk to adult children now, all three of them are adults. They have their own children, which is uh, that's that's fun to watch. But they're starting to say the things we used to say. They're starting to talk about how important that was. Our yeah. conversations with adults, with adult children who have their own teenage children, has been quite, quite rewarding and affirming that we did some things right. <laughs> now, looking back at it, being a, you know, an old guy and watching them now, I think one of the things that I learned, and I think that I would say to parents of young children now, is that they really did listen? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't think they were listening to anything. But now it's it's so it's a, such a warm feeling. And Deborah and I, you know, when we visit them, you hear them saying that some of the same things that we said to them. You hear some of the the principles of family. TV's off during dinner. There's no TV, uh, no phones. I mean, that was our thing. You don't wear a hat in the house. There are all of these rules and things that we did as a family unit, you're starting to see those things now. So I think my post-children in my house learning is they did did listen, and the investment in them kind of comes back in other generations. Mm-hmm. You know the scripture that says, train up a child in the way that they should go when they're old and won't depart from it. Now I want to tell you, it hasn't been a bit of roses for us with our children. Uh, we We have gone through some incredibly deep waters, 
uh, one child, uh, our son Matt, he wasn't born. He exploded into the world. I mean, this kid, this kid came out uh, looking for squirrel. I mean, he he was something else. Um, and he had trouble through school behaving. He had attention, ADHD, attention deficit disorder with hyperactivity. He couldn't concentrate. His IQ was off the chart. He just couldn't concentrate. And he practiced stand-up comedy in the classroom. He got bored, and he really did. So he became not a candidate for graduate, high school graduation, and that was devastating to us as a family because the education was important. That was quite difficult on us and the other two boys to watch to watch him go through that. And the boys went through it as well because there was some disruption to our family. So everything wasn't rosy. Everything wasn't wonderful. It all makes sense in hindsight. Faith, faith, doesn't, faith is absurd unless you're looking in the retrospect. Faith does not make sense right now. And if a parent is listening to this uh, and going through what we went through, I think my encouragement to anybody that might be listening to us right now is that you you might be going through a very difficult valley. You might be going through a terrible problem with children and behavior and expectations. But we're witnesses. We're testimonies. And the voice right now is a testimony to the fact that uh, they do hear and they do listen and they come back. Well, and the important lesson, I think, in all of that was during all of that um, valley, Matt in particular knew... We don't like what you're doing and how you're acting, but we love you no matter what. And I think if we're their respite, if we're their safe place, safe place yeah. if we are their unconditional love home, then that will come back in the end to be a salvation piece. The great ending to Matt's story is oh, that he yeah. was saved. Yeah. He accepted Christ, and he went as far the other way as he did I mean, he was an extreme kind of a guy. He's an evangelist. He he became an evangelist. He was street. He lo- had a heart street. for people. He he did not have any breaks when it came to helping people. No. He uh, he would work twenty four seven. He would give away money out of his pocket, and uh, he went to heaven. He he was working in uh, Hurricane Katrina, yeah. and he had been there for a couple of weeks and was exhausted and <clears throat> done all that work. He went home for three days, and he was redeployed back uh, to Texas, where the heat was just, just if you remember, it was just awful. And he worked 24-7. Even when he should have been taking time off, he found a group of people. So he worked so hard to help people, he became exhausted and dehydrated and um, uh, had a brain aneurysm, and he went to heaven with his boots on. Sounds like a really sad story, but I want to tell you, I when I go to heaven, I hope I got my boots on because uh, I'm afraid I'm going to be sitting doing a radio talk show or sitting behind my big shot desk. But uh, Matt is a real hero to me. He led a lot of people yeah, to Christ. Did. A lot of people came to Christ as a result of him. So, parent, if you're going through that, I mean, the story of Matt, we can tell you all the negative things and how it embarrassed us and all the problems mm. But my Lord, there are many people today that rise up and call Matt Mock and be blessed. When I die, and if my boys speak at my funeral, um, and if you were to ask them now, they and they would say there are three things Dad taught us. Now it wasn't in these words; these words have come later. Uh, but it it we jokingly say now, as always, say yes, ma'am, to Mama. That's everything about respect about respecting people. And it's not just mom. It's people that you come in contact with when they were young. Your elders, respect your elders. That was important. Respect people in authority over you. 
as they've become leaders now to respect people who are around them. Respecting other people, respecting different opinions and different views is incredibly important. So that was the first thing is, is uh, always say yes, ma'am, to mama. Uh, the second thing is never let a third strike go by. Now, they were all three baseball players. And uh, if anything close, if the ball's close to the plate, you go down swinging, it's fine. We will celebrate you go down swinging. But if you just watch it go by and if you blame the umpire, that, that, was, a nut, that, was, uh, that was bad in our family. So never let a third strike go by. If you go down, go down swinging. And the third one was life's too short to spend it with ugly people, which has nothing to do with facial beauty, but to look for the beauty inside of people look for the beauty of integrity inside of people and for their relationships with other people. Uh, just don't spend your time hanging around with negative influences. I think they'll say that at my funeral. I, uh, they, they certainly said it to me while I'm alive. So. And don't wear your hat at the time. And don't. The Salvation Army's mission, Doing the Most Good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support, and we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org. Call 1-800-229-9965 or write us at P.O. Box 29972, Atlanta, Georgia, 30359. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or share your testimony. We would love to use your story on the air. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast store, and be sure to give us a rating. Just search for The Salvation Army's Words of Life. Follow us on social media for the latest episodes, extended interviews, and more. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. This is Bernie Dake inviting you to join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.